I'm Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, glad to be joined right now by Mike Craven. And uh, Mike is, uh, well, he's been busy this summer. He's uh, on the road out. They got the the uh, Texas Football Magazine. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine came out. He wrote the cover story. And Mike, I tried to get you on earlier this summer when the big announcement came out. But you were like in the south of France or on a beach or somewhere. You were somewhere uh, unplugging a little bit. And so uh, uh, I think that it was a very good place to go after working on this. And it's funny, you you wrapped this story up well before the magazine ever comes out. Is it, uh, is it pretty neat? What's that, what's that like when it finally hits the newsstands and you know everybody has access to the uh, – to the story you wrote about uh, Joey McGuire and and and, and uh, Jeff Trailer. Yeah, to be honest with you, it was a little nerve wracking that kind of month between it going <laughs> off to the press and when we got some magazines. And, and honestly, you know, for me, when, when Joey and Jeff reached out individually and said they liked the story, that was a good enough kind of like vouch on my part. You know, when when you when guys get to that, you know, kind of level and. You, grew up in the state of texas they were high school coaches in the state of texas you know you want to do right by their story and 2500 words sounds like a lot but when you're trying to shove in 30 years of each person's life into that it doesn't feel like a lot of words so uh just you know getting them to kind of say like hey it was a good story was was all i was looking for and once they did that it kind of kind of the nerves the nerves went away but like you said i wrote it so long ago i sometimes forget kind of forget what's in it so it's been that long since you know i sent it off well, if you're anywhere near as uh, neurotic as I am, you're you know you're still thinking of things you'd like to say differently and change, and and the hard part is that last moment when there's no changes that can be made. Uh, that was the one great thing about the newspaper business for all those years is once it's done, it's done. You know, there's no there's no changing it, and uh, and of course having to write on deadline and all that. But uh, sometimes it's harder for a magazine because you just have almost too much time. You want everything to be perfect and all of that, so I can identify with that whole uh, that whole process. Now, Mike, what was the? Uh, t- tell me how y'all do it when you when you get ready and you start kind of brainstorming and deciding. Okay, who's going to be on the cover? I remember talking uh, to Shehan about the uh, the A and M cover, and with this particular cover, who who kind of came up with it? And how quickly did you all sort of get consensus on, hey, I think this is a great direction to go? You know, with with UTSA really kind of doing what they were doing last year, it felt like a good year to get a G5 team on on the cover. And then when Joey McGuire got hired, it was like, hey, look, two out of the 12 FBS schools in in this state are going to be coached by guys who've won state championships at the high school level not too long ago. And they both took similar journeys where, you know, Todd Dodge a long time ago went straight from South Lake Carroll head coach to North Texas head coach, and it didn't, didn't go that very well. But these guys, you know, we're talking to Joey and, and Jeff specifically, you know, kind of took a step back and were tight ends coach or linebackers coaches or, you know, associate head coaches, and then they worked their way back up the ladder and then look at the success that they're having. Um, and so uh, for us, it kind of just fit perfectly with our brand. Like we cover college football, but at our at our core, we're a high school football place you know that's what we do and so uh, it combined both of those things it got west texas and dallas with joey mcguire it got east texas and san antonio uh, with jeff trailer and so when you put it all together and without a team winning the national championship or something crazy like that 
when you put it all together, it really was either this cover or Baylor. You know, that, those were honestly uh, the cover stories up for debate. And with Baylor, a lot of those faces from last year's team, you know, aren't there anymore. So who would be the cover guy uh, on that side? It just kind of checked a lot more boxes. And instead of just being one specific school or one specific player or one specific coach, it felt like a thing that covered the whole state. You know, the last 800 words is about the Texas High School Coaches Association and just what they mean uh, to coaches not only at UTSA and Texas Tech, but at Baylor. And that's a big part of the story is a lot of this started at Baylor. At least the story I wrote started at, at Baylor with Matt Rule coming into the state and admitting that, you know, he didn't know what he didn't know, right? And try to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, surround himself with guys like Wetzel and Sean Bell and, and, and McGuire and how well that recipe worked. And so, uh, I think it touched a lot of different fan bases around the state. It touched both levels of football, and it kind of just fit into the overall kind of seat. Talking to Mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and he wrote this uh, cover story. Uh, Jeff Trailer uh, from who, who was at Gilmer all those years, and Joy McGuire at Cedar Hill, obviously. What a what an amazing uh, uh, road it's been for both of them. I, it's fascinating to me, Mike, how you know some of uh, like some of the things that Joey may have turned down led to Jeff getting some opportunities. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting? These uh, two giants in Texas football in high school, but they they really have kind of uh, gone along the same path, and I'm sure. That kind of came up in your reporting process. How interesting, because I know Jeff has been uh, really outwardly grateful for Joey, and, and in some ways, some of Joey's decisions paved the way for Jeff. Sure, you know I think they're you know they're really good friends. They see their careers as intertwined. You know, Texas Tech called Jeff Trailer. You know, when when that job opened, and so I, I think you know Jeff resigning and staying at, at UTSA and getting that 10 year deal kind of opened up that job with it being in the middle of the season uh, you know Joey being an assistant coach made that a little bit easier of a transition you know you're not leaving a program as a head coach in the middle of the year um, and so yeah I, I do think uh, their careers are intertwined and I, I know this for sure I, I know they both feel kind of the pressure and the pride of carrying that CA hat for all the coaches behind them that want to make that jump for guys like Sean Bell uh, that are coming up, you know, in the ranks that want to be offensive coordinators that want to eventually be head coaches. The better that Joey and Jeff do, the more opportunities there are for the guys behind them. And I think if you ask them, they believe that, you know, the best coaches in the world coach at Texas high school football. If you can coach two a three, a football and deal with the, you know, the amount of rosters and, and the parents and the boosters and the community and all that kind of stuff, that you can coach college football. They honestly believe that. Like when you talk to Joey McGuire, you know, and you ask him, hey, what's the difference between being a high school coach and being a college coach? You know, he'll tell you he had more players on his freshman team at Cedar Hill than he has at Texas Tech. You know, if you're an athletic director at Gilmer High School like Jeff Trailer was, you're overseeing more players in, on your football team than Texas Tech has athletes on scholarship, you know? And so uh, I think it's a great breeding ground for for college coaches, and the more they have success, the more we start seeing this trend kind of trickle upward, you know, like salmon, you know, swimming upstream. What is, uh, uh, Mike, What at the THSCA uh, convention, are these guys like rock stars when one of their own makes it at that kind of level and then they return and are either speaking or – or maybe they're signing a few of your magazines. Um, what is that? What's the scene like there? 
Yeah, I mean, they're definitely the, you know, the prettiest girl at the bar, right? I mean, everybody wants to come shake their hands. Everybody wants to take pictures of them. A lot of guys there have coached with them, coached against them. So it becomes almost a reunion. And that's what's kind of cool about the convention and, and the coaching school is, yeah, during the day there's all the chalk talks and you learn a lot about football and there's a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, but afterwards at night when the people have socials, you know, like Joey McGuire had a social for tech guys. Uh, UTSA had a social at, at Pinkerton's Barbecue. Uh, you know, for all the coaches and stuff like that. And you kind of just, you know, get to talk and network and kind of catch up with these guys. And I'm sure for them, that's a lot of fun um, to, you know, to kind of talk, talk shop, tell stories, let their hair down a little bit. You know, being a college coach can be tough. It can be very insular, right? You're kind of on your own a lot of times. Um, and so I think for those guys, you know, that's a, that's a comfort zone area for them. Being around those high school coaches, I think they can kind of, you know, put off that, you know, college coaching pressure hat and just kind of be one of the guys. And I, and I think that's good, right? We all need balance. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. I sometimes have too much balance. Need to probably put a little more into the work part of that. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mike Craven joining us, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Now, Mike, you also got to be over there at the uh, media days. I checked in there quickly and then had to get out of there on a trip. But Brett Yormark, we got to visit with him, got to be around him a little bit. Now, I thought it was a little awkward that Bob Bowlesby was at the podium with him. I mean, that just seemed strange to me, but whatever. Uh, I guess that was the, the handoff of the baton. I just thought it kind of made put Brett in a weird spot where he had to keep sort of, you know, talking about how great a job Bob had done, and we can debate that uh, for a long time. But did, what did you think of your mark, your your first impressions uh, about him, and um, and do you think uh, do, you, do you think it was a very a, a smart hire by uh, by by the Big Twelve? Uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I fully expected him to get up there and do the PC thing of kind of fire extinguisher, like, hey, you know, we're not adding any new teams right now. We're worried about the twenty twenty two season. We'll figure it out afterwards. Blah blah blah. You know, kind of the typical commissioner speak you get from here and there at those media days but him coming out flat out and saying like hey we're open for business we're going to be the aggressor here i come from the private sector i know how important marketing and branding is we need you know the sec has done a good job of this and we need to copy that we need to you know get more young people involved and get our brand in front of people you know i, I think that's exactly what the big 12 needs to do i mean the race for top two is over at this point you're just trying to be third and if the Big 12 can get into that third position, that bronze medal position, so to speak, I think that's a great case scenario for them. And I think it's possible. If the, if the dominoes fall the way everybody expects them to, with like Oregon, Washington, the Big Ten, SEC kind of eating a lot of the ACC schools eventually, you know, if the, if the Big 12 can be the aggressor and kind of kill off the Pac-12, I think it has a great shot to be the third best conference in this country and one that continues to be national, nationally relevant. I mean, from listening to all the head coaches talk at the coaching convention, this thing's moving to a 12- or 16-team playoff eventually when that deal is up. And if in a 12- or 16-team playoff, you know, if you win the Big 12, you're in that thing. And that's all you can ask for, right? That, yeah, that's more true then than it is right now, even with Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. So I think the opportunity is there for the Big 12 to be really good. I don't think the sky is falling as much as everybody else. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, but I see the Big 12 as a really exciting conference with a lot of real regional rivalries that may be disappearing elsewhere and one that can be a really intriguing, good football conference from here on out that doesn't get lost in these national conversations. 
Yeah, and should continue to be really good in basketball. We know that doesn't run the show, but this is a really good basketball conference. Talking to Mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Now, I saw on your social media you did get to visit with uh, Dylan Doyle, uh, the Baylor linebacker. It's always interesting to me to see guys like in a suit. When I see him in number 44, he looks like one of the other Baylor players. Big dude, big linebacker. But when you see these guys in a suit, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's a massive uh, – Massive guy. What was your uh, what were your thoughts on on uh, on Dylan Doyle and getting to visit with him a little bit? I think he uh, I think he really could become one of the standouts in this conference next year. Although I am a tad bit biased since I went to that school. Yeah, I mean he he could be like the future governor of Iowa, right? Like it was my second time to have a one on one with him in a couple months because he was our player feature in the Baylor section of the of the magazine as well. Yeah. And uh, he, he's just a sharp, bright guy, an honest guy, great at conference. I mean, he could be a coach right now, right? Like, he's the kind of guy as a coach you don't worry about putting in front of a camera or letting him do interviews all over the place because he's going to say the right thing. And he's just a smart dude. I can see why Dave Aranda likes him. You know, the first question I asked him, he started talking about reading and books. And it was like, okay, I, I get it now, you know? And so, uh, yeah, he's going to be a really good player. I'm excited to kind of see him step into the spotlight a little bit, you know, more when you're next to Terrell Bernard. You know, for obvious reasons, you're probably not going to get as many headlines. Uh, but he's going to be the guy for Baylor. And, you know, during that interview, the one thing I learned, he hadn't eaten water. He doesn't, he's never had Waterburger. Uh, he doesn't, he's, he's never, had, he doesn't eat fast food. When he was 11 years old, he read an article uh, that one of his favorite linebackers didn't drink soda and doesn't drink fast food. And so uh, he's never done it. So I, I told him that he's not yet an honorary Texan. And he said that he might he might splurge on some Whataburger at some point before his Baylor career is over. So we'll see on that. <laughs> I like that you dug in on something like that. Um, I wish I had read that article. I, I missed that article when I was 11 and so continue to eat those things even to this day. Mike, fun to have you on. Uh, be on the lookout for a young uh, summer intern over there, uh, Davis Wilson, if you've uh, uh, seen him in the office uh, from uh, Missouri. I've known him since he was a little kid and uh, was excited to hear that he was doing an internship there. So uh, please be on the lookout for Davis, a very uh, talented young journalist who apparently is uh, spending some time with uh, at, at y'all's shop this summer. Awesome. That's good to hear. They do a good job with the, with the interns and they, you know, they do a lot of, a lot of really important work that makes us look a lot better. There'd be a lot more mistakes in that magazine without them. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> I didn't see a single mistake. All right, and I'm a, I'm a, I was no, not that I was looking that hard. Mike, uh, good to visit with you. Hope to talk to you soon. All right, sir. Appreciate it. Anytime. You bet. Mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, uh, joining us, and uh, good to have uh, good to have Mike on cover story. He wrote the cover story that had Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer on it, and then Aaron. Right in front of me right now is the latest book. You know, we had that author of that book about uh, Gilmer High School and some of those East Texas high schools uh, by Hunter Taylor recently. And um, the forward is by Jeff Trailer. It's basically a lot of it is about Coach Trailer. So, my gosh, a lot is being written about Jeff Trailer, former Gilmer great uh, as a coach, and, and, uh, and then, of course, Joey won his state titles there at Cedar Hill. They've become legendary high school coaches. Now both uh, uh, one head coach at UTSA and one coach at uh, at Texas Tech. And, Aaron, the, the interesting thing, and I kind of hit on it a little bit when we were visiting, but 
Joey, it's pretty. It's kind of common knowledge that Joey turned down UTSA. And again, I don't know if they were going to hire him for sure or what, but I think they really liked uh, Joey. And Joey said, no, I'm going to stay with the Baylor, you know, my assistant's job at Baylor. Uh, and lo and behold, Trailer gets that job. And so very, very interesting. And, of course, Trailer, Texas Tech had interest in him. He decided to stay out there. Joey ends up as the head coach at Texas Tech. So these guys really are intertwined, and it's an interesting story.